here oh. we go here again. Yes, sir. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another fine episode mm-hmm. of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your host, Nate. Only John's. Only John. No Brandon today, but that's okay because today we are going to mm-hmm. recap last night's UFC Fight Night in Columbus, Ohio, which was headlined by Curtis Blades versus Chris Dacus. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about there. Then we're going to play a game where I'm going to challenge John with fighter walkout songs. Just going to play a little small five-second clip, and you have to tell me which fighter used that song as his or her walkout song. Mm. Then finally, on a week where we don't have any fights to preview, boy, did the news make up for the headlines. Lots of criminal, <laughs> lots of criminal charges to talk about in our news section. Uh-huh. All that and more. But first, what is going on, man? Hey, man, it's a perfect episode to not have Brandon because the sports world has just been crazy. Yeah. And he wouldn't have anything to say about it. No, he wouldn't care. I mean, between March Madness and NFL free agency, it's been... Oh, yeah, NFL free agency's been <laughs> weird. It's like somebody gave somebody the controller on Madden and was like, hey, just do something. Oh, dude, one of the... So one of the Bears uh, writers that I follow, uh, or I listen to his podcast, mm-hmm. he's like, his, his like big quote is like a lot of people have kind of been sharing, is like, this season's just drunk. This, oh, this, off, this NFL offseason has just been drunk. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it has been like, um, pretty like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. But once, I feel like... Once the Tyreek Hill thing happened with him getting traded to Miami, that's where it just it reached the point of, like, anything can happen at this point. I heard there's rumors of Brady wanting to get traded to the Dolphins Jeez. for this last year. It's uh, it's generated some good memes. Oh, man. Because, you know, he's, he's probably going to have one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. And yeah. with, you know, obviously Tua... Nobody fully knows where he's at in his developmental stages. So, seen this one. It says a uh, Chiefs jersey maker basically after Hill leaves, and yeah. <laughs> the two backups are Smith Schuster and Valdez Scantling. Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean my Colts finally got a quarterback, so that's nice. I've been waiting on that. Yeah, not a very good one though. I mean, just a mediocre. Hey, at this point, there's some teams that don't even have that, so I'll take that. I agree. I seen you guys are probably going to get rid of Foles now that you're trying Trevor. What's his last name? Uh, Simeon. Yeah, Simeon. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and then your, of course, your Boilermaker. Sorry about that. Dude, that hurts. I'm. I I never had especially much. how with all the turnovers at yeah, the end. Yeah, they just and, man, they just live and die by this three balls, and I mean they've been a kind of a frustrating team really to watch all mm-hmm. season. Um, so are you going full in on St. Peter's? No, now? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch too many sports to keep watching. You want to see Coach K get one for his last year? Um, that would be cool. You yeah. know what? I'm 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 behind that. Yeah. So I'm definitely behind that one. Um, we have a mat talk coming out this Wednesday. Ooh, crazy! I'm really excited for it. We have a mat talk coming out with Dan Daniel. I'll say Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> no, don't say that. I'll kill you. <laughs> He'll head you at least. Yeah, I'll take a head with uh, Dan Head. The dad bod who fights this Saturday, Coliseum Combat 59 in Lafayette, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the main event, and what an episode this one is. Uh, yeah, buckle in. It, um, it, it gives you a little bit of everything, right? You get some, like, shock, 
a little bit of, you know, he had a, some tough parts of his story, yep. really funny parts of his story. Um, and at the end of the day, he's still here and, you know, was able to tell us a really great story. So. Yes. No, I, dude, I agree a hundred percent. And I think my favorite, like what makes this interview so cool is the, I thought one of my favorite parts was talking about his ultimate fighter mm-hmm. journey. First off, just to kind of peel the curtain back on the ultimate fighter show itself, the process, you know, his, his tryout or audition, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And then actually, you know, his short experience on the show itself. So if that kind of stuff interests you, get ready. Cause Wednesday it's awesome. Dan's yeah. awesome. Um, I think I, I told him in that group thread with him, I said, he needs some type of, I think he needs to do stand up. Yeah, at the very least, do a YouTube channel where you just tell stories. Because, yeah, he has, like, and he has really good comedic timing. He's funny, and he's got so many random things through fighting and just life in general that I think could just make for, I mean, if Brendan Schaub could do it, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's true. I I don't see any reason um, why our boy, the dad bod, can't do it. And I usually, I'll listen back to our Matt Talks, but I don't always do it necessarily the day it drops. Yeah. But that might be one that I... Wednesday morning at work, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's listen to the the badger, the honey badger. A hundred percent. I'm excited for it. I'm so excited. And I'm, I mean, because like you get so caught listening, just being in the moment that mm-hmm. I am, ex- I'll be definitely going back and listening yeah. to that. That's why I said when, um, in the moment, I felt like I was just like watching a documentary, just like really close to the TV and then yeah. I'd have to snap out of it and ask a question. So. Yeah. And as we mentioned, no Brandon today, um, our very, very good friend, Chase the Asian, is competing in his first ever uh, jiu-jitsu tournament today mm-hmm. at Grappling Industries in Indianapolis. And Brandon all went to go support yeah. him. And if he doesn't win, it's a shame to his family. So. Yeah, and he's bringing dishonor not only to everybody that's ever touched him at Gaha, including Dan, the dad bod head. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and then the lineage. People yeah. who gave people belts. Yeah, you're, yeah, he goes deep. All yeah, the way back to the Gracie's. You're going, you're going clear at Klingerman. Oof. I mean, Chase has a lot riding on his poor little white belt shoulders. Yeah, and if he doesn't pull this off... I mean, we might cancel the episode next week. Yeah, we have to give back you, all, you, any equipment that he helped us. Yeah, like, you've got yeah, you've got the weight of the neon belly. You know, you're going to bring dishonor to us. I don't I mean, know what I'd do, man. I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't tap. I know that. No. I'd break it, go to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. going to need something like that, I think, if he loses. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he doesn't come back with like a sword or an axe, we know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, brain and support and Chase, as a good friend should um and yeah good luck to everybody well i guess it'll already be happening so yeah, and to show support it. to them why don't you get on your apple podcast give us a five-star review you know give us some love get us on instagram neon belly podcast right show us love and, and tell brandon how much of a, a weirdo he is for not being here and chase <laughs> one thing we've been doing is asking for nicknames on our apple reviews yeah. <clears throat> we do have two new reviews yes so first off Shout out to that. That's, that's always exciting. We're always excited for some new reviews. Mm-hmm. We got some good nicknames. I think I know who one of these is. Well, that's good. The first one comes from Tough Guy with a Dad Bod. Oh, nice. I feel like this relates to our Matt talk that we just yeah. discussed. But it says, top tier MMA coverage. That's the title. Great interviews and some of the best recaps I've ever heard. Really enjoy the comfortable vibe of John's sexy voice. Wow. You guys are going somewhere. Gotta give the. How does that make you like? Did you feel the thunder in your crotchal region there when that when I read that? It, I mean, it went to like the chest. I, it might have went. Oh, it went, went up. Yeah, it might have worked. <laughs> I don't know. It was like a <laughs> hit me in the mid, and it was like, where are we? Where are we going? Where are we going? The other one is from Steve Vaughn Seagull, S E A G U L L. 
Nice. Steve on Seagull. I like it. it. says, growth don't lie. This podcast has really developed into something unique in the MMA space. Excited for the future of the show. Me too. Boom, baby. You can't beat that. We love the support. We need the support. So if you have an iPhone, even if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, run over to your Apple Podcasts app, go to our um, podcast, click the icon, scroll to the bottom, write us a review and click those five stars, guys. It goes so far. Like we say it every week. We get reviews. Our numbers go, go up. John texts us this week. Let us know our numbers are going up. We're Hell excited. Yeah. Let's keep it up, though. Like, we need this support. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking kind of privately on our with ourselves, and it's like, man, like, we're really kind of catching our stride finally. You know, it's been like mm-hmm. a year, a little over right. a year, but we do feel like we're kind of catching a stride a little bit, starting to figure it out. I mean, we still have tons of growing. Mm-hmm. Don't get us wrong. <clears throat> we're not anywhere clear right. or close to where we want to be. Like, we still have big plans for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, ideas that we can't even touch right now because right. we're just not there yet. But the formula's there, the man. The formula's there. We just need that push, man. We mm-hmm. need the support. We need people listening. Share it, man. It's so... It's Like I said, it's free to it's free to tell your friends or somebody if you know, like, hey, check these guys right. out. Check this out. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. ev- all that stuff goes so far. So. Well, and let's throw in a twist here that we didn't realize until, you know, me and you had talked last week, but you don't even have to have an iPhone. If you have an iPad, right. if you have a Mac top, laptop or whatever, yeah. like if you have any Apple product, any Apple, basically, yeah, just go. you can go on there and do it. So yep. I know all of you have an iPad. Yep. You know, a lot of you have laptops for school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go on there, throw us some love, you know, say something funny. You know, if you want to push your own agenda on there, if you want to say, you know, John's sexy voice. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the type of reviews we need. And the nickname, the man, the man oh, with yeah. the dad bod, Steven Siegel. <laughs> like, yeah. Like we need, the, like we're going to have the best. Like, I don't know. S- Steven Siegel might be like on the run from the police and that's fine. I love it. leaving reviews, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Like, we're so excited for this podcast. Like, we genuinely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We love bringing it every week. And we don't care if there was, you know, even just five people still listening. We're going to keep bringing it. Oh, yeah. That's how we do, baby. And it works even better when people are showing hey, us love because it gets that excitement up. Exactly. Don't get it twisted. There's more than five people, though. Oh, yeah. We're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing decent. We're doing good. But we need it. We want it to grow. Let's mm-hmm. get it there because, like I said, we're going to keep bringing it. If we're going to get Joe Rogan on this podcast, we're getting, you know, you we got to get there. We gotta get there i want to be on the jre i want to yeah. go by that's what i really want i want us to get asked to be on another podcast mm, yeah. that's what i want i want that if brendan Schaub asks, are you saying no no what about uh, brandon over here we I mean, brandon, brandon doesn't show up half the time so we might have to leave him we might have to <laughs> hey chase do a competition i mean brandon's not here anyway so yeah. it's not like it'd be that out of the ordinary john let's get into this ufc fight night from columbus ohio mm. another fantastic crowd <sighs> for a UFC fight night. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to talk about this main event because I'm about to say something I'd never thought I'd say. (laughs) Yeah. And how about the striking of Curtis freaking Blades, baby? Wow. Defeats Chris Dawkins in just 17 seconds of round two. Um, Knocks Dawkins down with a big right hand. I went back and watched it again today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finishes him with some really good ground and pound, finishes it up. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like, no. if I thought that's how that fight would play out, I would have thought it would be Chris Dawkins. But even round one, yeah, attempted zero takedowns. Curtis Blades won a UFC fight by knockout with attempting zero takedowns. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling after that? Man, um, you know, I, I did feel like he was going to win because I know, you know, the only time he loses is to the top guys. It's tough. But then he's like, you know what? 
if you can't beat him, join him. Now he's out here throwing the heavy leather. Like, even in that left that he landed, he ate a punch, but he was so right. out of the way that it didn't affect him. And then, I mean, I've, how often do you see a guy get hit and then just kind of turn sideways and fall? Like, Ugh. like you could tell it just stung him so hard. Have you hard. seen, the, like, the pictures, like the stills of the punch no. that landed? I mean, Dawkins just looks crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, at, at first it, was, it started off a little bit, like, touchy, and I was like, okay, well, we'll see if, you know, Blades goes for that takedown yeah. or, or what happens, and then that boy put on them boxing gloves. The counter striking. That's yeah. what for me, like the whole it's not like Docus I mean, I didn't think Docus looked particularly off. No. I just think Curtis Blades was just so on, man, and he mm -hmm. was just seeing everything against a guy like Docus, who we said last week, and I still feel that way, has one of the probably the fastest set of hands in the UFC next to like a Tom Aspinall. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's like to me, it just seemed like Blades was seeing everything, man, countering really well, came forward really well. Mm-hmm. I just and he still wrestles. Yeah, like he still has his wrestling. Like we're, yeah. we're sitting here talking about Curtis Blades just striking, and we don't even have to mention the fact that this dude wrestles, man. Well, and he said it in the post fight. He said, you know, this guy's worried about my wrestling, so he's not worrying about his offense. Yeah. I'm doing both. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, that's a perfect strategy to have, right? Yeah. You know, we see some of these fighters adding wrestling to their game, and it's like, dang, now how do you deal with that? And you see Curtis Blades out here, right. hand glued to the ear on this side, yeah. you know, throwing that left out and then eventually throwing the big right. And yeah, it's and, scary. Well, and you know, we've talked about it too before is like it, MMA is to a point now where, I mean, it's even getting harder to predict because guys and girls are making such a huge jump just between mm -hmm. camps, between fights, you know, or whatever right. that it is so hard to track these fighters now. Cause like I said, I would nobody, if you predicted Curtis blades, you know, by a second round knockout, I mean, you're just, no. a, you know, there's just no way I did go TKO. Yeah, you did. I figured he'd get the wrestling. And, and it was probably more of a TKO cause he did finish, but you know, he man. dropped him, but wow. Yeah, no, uh, you, you know, he's, he's had sneaky fights where he's mm -hmm. landed, you know, the junior fight, sure. he landed a big shot. He's, he's landed some good big shots, but this looked like a boxer. Yeah. And wow. Just, I mean, just still, yeah, I'm just, I think he's a problem, man. He has inserted himself right back into the freaking title yeah. picture in a big way. And and that's not, a, I don't think that's an overreaction by me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say like, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, uh, you know, just that maybe they move Dawkins along a little too quickly. But we've said it before, just like we said with Tom Aspinall, it's kind of hard to not move yeah. heavyweights up fast when they've won four or five in a row by first round knockout. Right. And you know, you, you don't know? have, it's not like you have like seven guys chomping at the bit yeah. to get up there. And I mean, if you're like somebody like gone, you're probably like, dang. You know, I thought I was going to get like a, a little bit of a, a regular fight or like a guy I knew I was going to fight for this interim maybe. Yeah, and the sharks are circling. You got to Avasa, now you have Blades, you know, Aspinall, and well, it's funny, Stipe still. Well, yeah, you know, Blades says he wants a title fight. He said he wants to do it in July. You know, we don't know what they're going to do with the heavyweight title right now. I'm assuming an interim title is going to be the move. Um, DC kind of tried to set up the Blades-Stipe fight there mm -hmm. in the cage. I love that matchup. Yeah. I think it's a great fight. I don't think they've ever fought, correct? No, he did say he trained with him. I do remember why. I know that's always been a story, um, but, you know, Blades kind of, I guess, you kind of tried to set up the Stipe fight last night, but then you got Ty still out there who wants the Stipe fight, but then again, you got Aspinall that wants Ty. We haven't even gotten to, like, gone John Jones. I mean, it is just yeah. insane at the top right now. Yeah. Kind of a bit, bit of a log jam, but with Francis's injury and being out now, I think it oh, it's wide open. Right. I mean, any of those names that I just said, um, because I even said, and this was just kind of like one of my predictions, was I think we'll have 
this we're going to know the heavyweight situation by international fight week. That just seems like a week to throw a big heavyweight fight title fight. Mm -hmm. Um, I think out of that list, two of those guys are probably going to be fighting for the interim, the title, whatever they decide to do. I mean, if, if you're, if you're Dana, maybe you, maybe not that week or something, maybe you do one of those. Remember they used to get those cards where there'd be like three fights in a division and kind of like, that's how everything would shake out, which I mean, they could stretch it out obviously. Sure. Um, but you know, you, it definitely puts Curtis back into that conversation. And then you have some like small, like there's some fights that haven't happened yet that could. So as far as matchup wise, so, and I think it puts a little bit of pressure on John Jones to kind of make a push, sign a contract Should've get off the pot yeah, I mean, because you get passed at already. this point, <laughs> I mean, you can make a better case for four other guys to fight for the yeah. interim than him. Oh, for sure. And those are the guys he wants to fight. He doesn't want to fight. Yeah, you know Tibera or you know some of these like mid tier or middle guys in the division. He said he wants the big dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of have to really push to to set I something agree. up. And if you're Stipe, you're probably kind of sitting back there like, yeah, I was able to you know sit back, get better, you know, after the Francis fight, sure. recover. And you know he was kind of lost in the sauce. People yeah. really weren't bringing him up because you know you had Francis. But now he's right back to everybody wants to fight him because they know what it means. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, like, as much as these guys that we just said, with the exception of John Jones, who I feel like is probably the first candidate to get left out, but he is John Jones, right? Mm. I mean, it's like Conor McGregor. I know Brandon doesn't like hearing that stuff, but numbers are numbers, and, and we don't understand that. That's between the UFC or whatever. Right. But I also feel like with... um Stipe at this point is he deserves to be one part because let's like chill recency bias. I know we've seen a lot of really good performances by all these contenders, but he's the most winning heavyweight champion of all time. Yeah. And lost his title and never got a rematch. Right. So I do there is still a part of me that feels like he does deserve to be one half of that title fight, whatever they decide yeah. it to be. You well, know, and I, then and I think the reason he didn't get the title fight or rematch immediately is because you had the DC part where sure. he lost the belt and then got it back. If he had won through all of that, I, I don't think you could have argued that. But also, right. you know, like we say, not only do you have a lot of contenders now, but heavyweights don't last forever. Right. So you, if you want to get new blood into the title shot, you kind of have to keep things moving a little bit. But yeah, I'm excited, man. Congrats to Curtis Blades, man. What a performance. Way to just come out. And I'll say it. I was wrong, man. I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> I apologize. I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's funny. Just the difference in a week. You know, we had the clip of Brandon like, oh, it's just kind of hard to get excited for a Curtis Blades main event. You know what I mean? And wow, did Curtis Blades make his main event. Yeah, uh, exciting I, at a time when he really needed to because the heavyweight division is right. stacked. So. And like I said, you know, you look at somebody like like Gon who's been up there and you had the trouble with the wrestling in the Francis fight. Now you look at somebody like Curtis Blades who's right. throwing bombs and, you know, moving, countering right. on top of having that. And obviously, you know, Stipe is well-rounded. Like it's – I don't think anybody feels 100% confident in any of those matchups. And this is exactly why we need you to continue to rate because I wish I could sit down and just talk to Curtis Blades and we need to get to that level to where Man. we can get ourselves credentialed hey. and on these yeah. things. Because I – like my biggest question today is what did you see in a striker like – you know, 
uh, Chris Dawkins that you felt like you could go out and outstrike him or believe in your hands that like I would just love to know like yeah. what, what's this journey been like of because we didn't see it in the Rosenstreich fight no. you know not even to mention that's now two in a row for Curtis Blades as well right you know beating Jorginho Rosenstreich who's a phenomenal power striker now to be a Chris Dawkins who has phenomenal hands and hand speed I mean he's just beat two strikers essentially as a wrestler mm-hmm. um, so yeah I just would love to know more like where did this come from like is it did you see something or did you just believe in it did you improve it like whatever mm. i don't even care though congrats to curtis blades yeah. you're a contender he said <laughs> he uh he trained with stipe and he said stipe would kind of dog him in the sparring yeah. but said now he feels like he's on his level and, but he didn't but the call out wasn't disrespectful no, either. it was like, like no, i respect other, you sure. i respect you which is fine like not everybody's like that which i like be you don't don't try to do like the extra sure. stuff but there's probably obviously people that people don't get along with but yeah it's Exciting times for heavyweight, which means the UFC is is reeling right now. Oh, dude, I I agree. Um, then in the co-main event, Alexa Grasso defeating Joanne Wood via rear naked choke, uh, round one. Um, that's Grasso's first career sub win. I saw she was like a plus one thousand to win by sub. Um, she's now won three in a row mm-hmm. since moving up to flyweight. I say. Give me her versus Caitlin Chukagian as a Tyler eliminate title eliminator. Yeah. Both of them on three fight win streaks. Um, Chukagian's looked awesome. Garasso's looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Beating a girl like Joanne Wood. Um, that fight seems interesting to me. Yeah, she made it look kind of easy too. Once she yeah. got to her back, it wasn't like yeah. a, a fight to finish a submission. Um, I, yeah, and Joanne just. It's tough, man. Yeah. I just she just never. I think she. I looked it up because I was just curious. I think out of her eight losses, I want to say five of them were by submission. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was kind of curious. Like I just guess I've never really seen it as a such a glaring thing with her. Um, yeah. Uh, excuse me, submission or ground defense. It just wasn't. I mean, I know she's a Muay Thai. Like that's kind of her thing. She's a Thai fighter. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, gotta figure out that ground game and especially from. A fighter like Grasso, who that's not her. She's a kickboxer. You right. know, she's she's primarily a stand-up fighter and just kind of, you know, dogged wood on the ground there. Yeah, so she tried that spinning elbow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It didn't work, and that I mean that's what led to the end. Yeah, Grasso was able um, to kind of level change a bit. Yeah, but I know I like that. Yeah. Uh, there's another contender coming up that happened lower on the card that is pretty exciting um, in the flyweight division. But I do like that fight a lot. Yeah. Next fight on the card, Brian Barberina defeating Matt Brown via split decision. And golly, fight of the night, baby. Oh, man. What a war. Uh, Byron, Brian Barberina, tough as nails, overcame some big shots to get that win. But I just still can't help but feeling like even in defeat, Matt Brown isn't the biggest headline coming out of this fight. 41 years old. was You know, the fights that that guy's been through, he's probably really more like 68. Oh, you know? his, his, <laughs> like body, his body. Yeah. I mean, not to mention like his life before the UFC. Oh, right? yeah. Man, exactly. I didn't even think about that. Um, but was able to hang around that whole fight um, despite looking noticeably gassed after about three minutes into the first round mm-hmm. and was still able to get offense down, the takedowns, those trips. I mean, um I thought it was a close fight. Honestly, yeah, a decision that could have went either way. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was just so tough. Like, I don't think the end of it looked good for him. So right. maybe that's kind of where, you know, because he was kind of out on his feet. And credit to Keith Peterson uh, for allowing him to stay 
mm-hmm. in the fight, you know, because I thought he could have stepped in in that last like 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that, you know, with the ground, with the takedowns and the control, and then he landed a lot of big shots, especially to the body, yeah. those elbows. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't wear big shots, and you know, after like you said, after the couple minutes in the first round, mm-hmm. you could see him breathing deep. But that's kind of yeah. what he does. Yeah. I mean, even even when he was more on his bigger run in the UFC, you know, we've seen shots where he takes a body shot and almost crumples and then comes back. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of felt like he won. I mean, I'm not necessarily mad that Brian got the, the 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 split, but I felt like Matt kind of really pushed. I mean, even despite being dog tired, I mean, even getting some of them takedowns, the came. takedowns, I think if there was a case to make for Brown, it was the takedowns, yeah. you know, because I mean, there was some points where it was like, he was either going to take Barbarina down or he was just going to fall over in exhaustion. Yeah. And he took him down every time he wanted to pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, if, if Matt Brown doesn't start going to the body as early as he mm-hmm. did, he probably gets taken out a lot sooner. I agree. But he, he saved himself a lot. Those um, right body kicks were whew, And then, you know, Matt came out and said that he felt like he had the first two rounds in the yeah, bank so he kind of let off yeah which it's kind of more i only had you know a quarter tank left and yeah. i had to make it work but no I, I mean matt brown recently came out saying he wants eight more fights and then retired i think, and, I think he signed a new eight fight oh. deal it seemed like I, maybe i misread that but i think he did and yeah okay. he wants to become the oldest fighter in ufc history i don't know if he'll make it to that that long with all these wars yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to be the one to tell him no. You know, yeah. like, I'm not the guy to say, like, no, Matt Brown. No, and, you know, he, like I said, he held his own in there. And um, I, that's why I kind of wish, I, I really wanted the win for him. I mean, I'm a fan of him, but also just because hometown, you know, he wants to make this last little push. He was going to, to beat GSP. Well, he was trying to beat GSP for most finishes in right. welterweight. So, but still, I mean, crazy fight. Oh, man, what a war. And like I said, I mean, I still, as, as, as impressed as I was with Matt Brown, to still be able to do fight like that at 41 years old, it takes two. And Brian Barbarino was gay. Yeah, he's a dog. He is a dog, man. I imagine both of their heads are just going to feel horrible out of the elbows that they both gave each other. Gosh, like, dude. The headache is probably crazy. Next fight on the card, one with super huge implications sh- on should the line. Should have been the co-main. Yeah, be I don't understand that. I mean, this is. I, clearly, I understand Matt Brown's a hometown guy. Yeah, but this was a title eliminator. No, no questions in it. This exactly. was a number one contender match. But uh, Kai Kara France defeats Askar Askarov via unanimous decision, twenty nine twenty eight across all three judges. Um, this is a massive win for mm-hmm. Kai. Um, overcame a very rough first round where yeah. Askar was on his back for uh, most of the round, threatening with submissions, you know, kind of getting off some ground and pound as well. Um, I thought Kai did a great job of just kind of staying calm, fighting the hands to avoid the choke the whole time. You mm-hmm. know, he never panicked. Um, came back, won the second round very decisively with his striking, I thought. Hurt him. Um, hurt, uh, yeah, landed some big shots on Askarov. I thought the third round was close. Um, I think this fight, too, could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people that think Askarov should have won. Like, I know Brandon, uh, he's not here today. He kind of felt like Askarov won that fight. I've seen a lot of people. Um, again, you know, Askarov had the control time in that third round on the back. Um, but Kai finished the last minute and a half or so really strong, which mm-hmm. kind of told me that probably going into that last minute, the judges had that fight close. You know yeah. what I mean? And then the fact that Kai was kind of able to win that last minute and a half, they probably just went ahead and gave it to him. I'm not too mad about it, no. but I do want to reiterate, I could definitely see where some people may think that Askarov won that fight. Yeah, I think when you, when you talk about optics of things not looking as great, I think when you see Askarov kind of, 
shooting and getting stuffed and looking a little bit more like trying to shoot off his back foot right. and not looking when you get stuffed a couple times in a, in a round i think that kind of has a little bit of bad annotation sure. when that's how you're i mean it's crazy because askarov has looked so much better as a striker before in other fights and mm-hmm. matchups make fights so. oh for sure and you know kai had a, a two inch reach advantage and he used it really well with long punches yeah Kept him moving backwards. Um, whenever you seen Kai get close to the cage, that's when Askarov was shooting. But I mean, Kai's takedown defense too, man. He um, he he got his hooks in, or he got his yeah, his underhook in really well. Especially in that third round. I thought yeah. that could have been one thing, too, that could have leaned the judges, you know, um, defended all the takedowns really well that he did defend. I mean, yeah. Askar got him a couple times. Yeah, and but. his submission defense, man. Like you said, yeah. staying calm. Um, I mean, even at the end of that third round when Asker was going for that last takedown, he's kind of just like smiling like, no, nah, he's not going to get this. Yeah. His balance. I mean, at that one point, that first takedown, when he got that single leg, he just like jumped up with him because he knew he was going to try to right. kick his foot out. Um, but yeah, I think, I feel like Kaikara did what he needed, like what his game plan was to win the fight. And sure. I think, I think Askarov struggled into the second and third round to get yeah. to those takedowns. Well, I think the second round, that, that was kind of my thing. It's like going into the second, it seemed like he was okay with making it a stand up. And then it Until was like, yeah, then it was just like, okay. And then he got kind of desperate. And then, you know, like I said, that was for sure. Kai's biggest round was that second, but yeah. that, I think, I think those big shots is what kind of deterred him a little bit from getting close up. enough. Cause like <clears throat> that first round, when he got to that takedown, he kind of stayed real close, watched him when he switched stances, yeah. grabbed the leg. I don't think he wanted to stay that close anymore after he got stung a couple times. Sure. And, and credit to Kai Kara, too, for not rushing in into a takedown when he did have him hurt because that could have been really bad for him. You know, we see guys rush in, a wrestler ducks under, yeah. takes you down, and kind of recovers. So. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's four in a row now for Kai. Like I said, to me, undoubtedly, he has to be next for the winner of um, Figueredo, uh Moreno four. Well, you did. Did you see that Figueredo said that he wants Kai Kara? Well, that's instead. interesting. I did not see that, but I did see this morning that Henry Cejudo tweeted Kai and said, "Congratulations, you just punched your ticket to face the God of War next for the title." And then he was like, "You're gonna bend the knee soon, Kai." You know, all, mm-hmm. you know, doing his Cejudo stuff. And I was like, "Well, I thought Moreno." It was in the works, but it wasn't announced. So officially. it was never official. No, well, they had a date. You know, that they were looking sure. toward. Well, Figueredo put out a tweet basically saying, you know, you dirty Kiwi, you done did it. Yeah, now I'm going to, yeah. you know, give you the shot. And Kaikara basically responded like, be careful what you wish for. Send the contract. I think he deserves it. Yeah. And I'm so, I am so okay with pushing um, Moreno Figueredo off. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe make Moreno and Kara Fran- or um, Askarov fight. You know, both coming off of loss, but still kind of right there. Winner yeah. can go right back into the title shot. Um, but I'm so okay with letting Kai give. Let's get a fresh match. The, the 25ers are just on yeah. fire, man. And like, let's keep it fresh. We don't need to see it for the fourth time right now. It's always going to be there. You know, yeah. Moreno is always going to be around the top. Figueredo is always going to be around the top, no matter what happens. So, I I'm all for it. Yeah. Let's let, let's set up and, Kai uh, and Figueredo. Figueredo basically said also in his tweet like you've lost to Pantoja twice. Maybe get a win over them and over yeah. him, and I'll get it. Which Pantoja's right there at number three sure. as well. But no, and I'm not gonna say I said it. But what was my bold prediction in December? I don't remember. High car France. Champ. champion did you yep. say it? he's got a good chance man i like yeah. how he matches up um he's grown a lot man yeah the only thing that i did i did write down in my notes that i will kind of say I, that worries me about kai was gas tank because he mm-hmm. looked really gassed um and i think it was like kind of midway through the second into the third um he had obviously thrown a lot of volume a lot of power he's a big power guy um so 
I know he put a lot in it. I saw some videos. He put a lot of emphasis on strength and conditioning this mm-hmm. camp. So maybe as he continues to implement that even more, yeah. he'll figure it out. But Figueredo is a hard guy to finish. We've right. seen that on the feet. Not to say that he doesn't have more power than Moreno because I think he does. Right. But he has to be ready to go five rounds. Be interesting to see if he has. I don't know. Has he ever gone? He more? hasn't main evented. Yeah, I didn't um, think so. so I, mean, I don't a, know about a, before UFC. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a big ask. Yeah, and, but I mean, here's the one thing we do know: Davison Figueroa does get hit. Yeah, he has a very sure. great chin, but yeah. he does get hit. And Kai puts guys out. You're yeah, right. so it, it's. I think it's the most compelling fight at that division right now. I agree. Um, next fight: Neil Magny defeats Max Payne Griffin via split decision. Another 29-28. So many fights where like a guy loses the first round and then goes on to win the next two. And that was the case again in this one. I thought the second round was close. Yeah, I kind of thought Neil I think he 10-8'd the third on Max. Mm. That, once he took him down and was like on him the whole time, Maybe. wouldn't let him up. But I thought it was closer to a draw, but an, a really great fight for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, Magny was dropped in the first round. Uh, Max landed a big right hand that sat him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought early in the fight, man, Griffin seemed sharp, dude. He yeah. was seeing, I mean, um, finding his way inside on Magny, who was a lot longer, a lot taller, and he was just jabbing the heck out of him and finding that big right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, then Neil came out in the second. And to me, really just kind of seemed to settle into the fight a little. He mm-hmm. just seemed a little off in that first round, like he wasn't quite there yet. Right. Um, started pumping out his jab, using his big length advantage on Max. And, man, Magny is just a cardio machine, dude. Like, that dude just does not stop working. Right. And just kind of really outworked, to me, Max in those next two rounds. Yeah. I, I felt like the third round was definitely the biggest round from between sure. either of them. Yeah. Second round, I thought they were both kind of doing some things, but nobody, like, super stood out. Yeah. But... You know, I could also see, you know, Max, what was crazy is that first Max looked real kind of, on the commentary, they said it looked jittery, and he was Mm. kind of doing real weird twitches and stuff. Well, in the corner after the first round, Neil basically said that, like, that was kind of throwing him off, and that's how he was getting in. Oh, yeah, you could tell he was really, like, he just couldn't figure out Griffin at all in that first mm-hmm. round like he you he, he, he kind of see it on his face like he's just like what I don't know I don't know what's happening yeah right. and, and I think what Neil does and and it, this is what happened is he kept up that pace and yeah you know what Griffin was throwing a lot of big heavy shots and it's just hard to keep up with that and then once he's able to start implementing his grappling as well yeah and still have that gas tank it's really hard to come come from that and then obviously he does the same call out he's been doing for a year I, I feel person. so bad for that dude. Yeah. The only person calling out Hamzat Shimaya for a year has been Neil Magny. Until like two months ago. And they won't and they won't give it to him. Nope. And it's like, you know, maybe they want to push Hamzat along. Fine. I understand that. But dude, these fighters are actively avoiding the mm-hmm. Hamzat talk, right? Like Colby. Even Colby was like, Oh, I'm not worried about Cumshot. You know, like he's not even on my radar. Usman, oh, I'll worry about him when he's actually a threat. I mean, he's knocking on your doorstep, yeah, and he's he's calling his shot. He's calling you out, and like these guys have actively, to <clears> me, <throat> done everything to avoid Hamzat Shimaev, except for one fighter in the whole UFC, and that's mm-hmm. Neil Magny. And that matchup is interesting with the length, the cardio, yeah, having the you know, it's not like Neil Magny's a, a excuse me, a bum with the grappling. No, um, he's, he's got good wrestling, yeah, and he's a good striker as well. So that would have been a an interesting fight. It's just not going to happen now unless Gilbert Burns were to beat um, Hamzat. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're then uh, coming off a loss, you could give him a Neil Magny. Yeah. But if if he beats Burns, I mean, he's fighting right. Usman. Unless, I mean, knowing Hamzat, he might fight Magny and 
you know, two weeks after that, you know, I mean, who knows? Retire for a week. Yeah, and, and then come back, fight Magny, and then fight Usman three weeks later. I mean, I don't know, but um, so much respect for Neil Magny. He's been around for a long time. Tied mm-hmm. GSP for the most UFC welterweight wins in history with 19. Crazy. He's been around for a long time, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if nothing else for that, probably deserves to kind of call his shot. Pick, Give him a fight that he wants. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? You know, there's, it's not like guys are putting him out either in the losses that he has. Like, he's always there. Yeah. Um, And I think if... You know he's a bad matchup for a lot of people. So if he can if he can keep it up, and like you said, if, if Hamzat loses to Burns, that's a great fight to set yeah, up. I agree. Last fight we are going to discuss on the main card. Uh, you know, last week uh, Arnold Allen told Bisping in his post fight uh, interview that you know Britons Brits don't wrestle, and I think Mark Jacasey said, "Hold my beer, brother." Oh <laughs> like, man, yeah. uh, Mark Jacasey defeats. Vyacheslav Borshov via unanimous decision, 30-27 to him. Um, Jacasey needed that. You know, he's lost yeah. two in a row. That, or he's, He had coming in losing two in a row. You know, he's primarily a striker, but um, knowing he was facing another really good uh, striker in Slav, man, he just displayed some fantastic dominant wrestling in this one. Um, you know, it may not have been the most exciting um, but he implemented something into his game to get himself in the win column. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did that in a very, very dominant fashion. You know, Slav was a guy I was really excited for. He's out of Alpha Male, right? Yep, Team Alpha Male. Looked really good in his last fight. Coming off the Dana White Contender Series and then looked good in his first, you know, official UFC fight. Um, but he's got to keep working that ground game, man. Um, Jacasey might have been a, too big of a jump for him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for Slav. You know, I know you're probably thinking like, oh, well, too coming off of two wins, that doesn't get you kicked out of the UFC. But going into this fight, Jacasey was 5-5 five and five in the UFC. Um, but he's fought a lot of really high-level guys. Yeah, you he's know, Dan Fizeev. Hook, Fizeev, Hooker, um, Hack Prass. I mean, he's fought some really high-level guys. So, you know, I just think maybe just his experience um, in the UFC against high-quality opponents kind of showed here against Slav. Um, but, yeah, what did you think of... Uh, his Man, performance. you know, 11 for 18 takedowns, yeah, just you know, 12 minutes of control striker. out of 15. This, this guy's usually putting out knockout. <laughs> yeah, and he, I mean, he still outstruck him too, but like, sure. you know, we talk about how impressive what the change that, that Blades made. Yeah. More impressive to me because I've seen Blades hit people with big shots and yeah. have some type of a, a striking. Sure. I, I did not see this coming no, at all. No, Um, and, and, you know, I think that's kind of what the, what this year has been, I feel like, for yeah. so far for UFC is guys just doing like a, oh, People are making adjustments. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, we, I mean, we've kind of talked about it before is like, you really got to be good at everything now. And man. he's a scary kickboxer, man. If you yeah. look at his highlights, he, that's what I said. He's usually got knockout highlights. So you, like, <laughs> once again, like we talk about with, you know, Curtis Blades with, you know, this guy's probably one of the better wrestlers, probably the best wrestler at heavyweight. Now he's doing counter punching yep. and stuff like that. Once again, you got this guy who's, you know, a really, really great kickboxer who now is like dog wrestling. It wasn't just like, oh, I shot a little double leg. He's slamming. Yeah. Like he called out Drew Dober in his post fight. I like that. Yeah. I love that fight. Let's see it. I I actually liked Casey in that fight. I really do. No, he's, I mean, he's 15 and five. So the five and five in UFC. Yeah. All five of his losses have been in the UFC. Jakar close. They've been a really good guy. Asperat, Hooker. Yeah. Um, uh, who would I say? Fizeev and Fizeev, then yeah. uh, Alve- Alves. Uh, I can't Joel, remember. Joel Alves? No, no, no. It's um, I can't remember the dude's name. Oh, was it Worley? 
Yeah, War, War I think League, so. Something like that, yeah. Okay. So, the, I mean, those are all tough guys, but that's also yeah. before you had wrestling. No, I know, man. This version is... It's, we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited I'm excited for uh, Casey. That's it. That's the main card. Um, I text Brandon right as we were starting for the scores, and he said, don't have him on me. Um, not surprised that he let us down and did not update us with the scores, so we will do that next yeah. week. Uh, I, I totally forgot this about the Neil Magny. How about that Powell driver in the third round? Oh, yeah. Well, what was funny is I was watching that with Ash. Or she, we were, she was still awake during that fight. You know, it was funny because he was just like, ah! you know, and then just like, <laughs> boom. And she was like, can you just do that? And I was like, what? She's like, just like throw somebody on their head. And I was like, yeah. Like, I was like, you can't spike somebody into the mat intentionally. But right. yeah. You How can. many people have the length to do that? <laughs> no, just Neil Maggie. It's insane. Like dude. when he, once you started picking them up, I was like, this will be interesting. Dude, and then and he, you just like, bah. he did that in the third round. Yeah. After like a crazy grueling fight no it's he's he's a monster man i i love neil magny i've always have um that's it no fight to preview this week um i think it's a good week to take a break for that though because we just had a great fight night in london great crowd columbus great crowd great night of fights i think a cool off week is good going into the pay-per-view and then next week we're coming back to preview that main or uh that um pay-per-view uh, what is it 274 i think it's four i can't remember but uh yeah i'm excited to talk about those fights next week uh, yeah wow. well let's, let's take a quick exhale and say and and reflect on the fact that we almost went to this i know i don't want to talk about it but Jan dropped out we didn't know how it was gonna Rackage, go yeah we should have went yeah should have could have would have but since we don't have any fights to preview for this week <clears> we're gonna <throat> play a game this would have been a lot funner if we had a third. <laughs> so we tried to get, when Brandon backed out, we tried to get our boy Dino, Damian Swoke, um, and then he had family things going on today, so he was not able to make it in. Jacob's at Grappling Industries, so we're going to do it. You're just going to have to try to figure it out on your own. Let's, let's just, to add a, a wrinkle to it, Sure. after I give my answer whether right or wrong, you tell me if you think Brandon probably would have got it or not. I feel uh, like all of them are going to be no. But no, there, I think there's some. I, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I was going to say, this is going to be interesting because, you know, especially once they moved to Vegas and that new um, arena, uh-huh. remember how bad the sound was oh, and you couldn't yeah. hear nothing? Like, Yeah, most of these are newer or older. I, I don't. Okay. I, I think you're going to do really well. I think there's a couple that are going to stump you, um, but I, I, think, I think Brandon's kind of owned you in yeah, a lot of these challenges, for sure. I think you would have killed him in this yeah. one. I really, uh, here's do. the thing. If I get one, right, I'm counting it as a dub over him. Cause he's not, yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, so you're, yeah, that's true. There's nothing he can do about it. So apologies guys that this might not be as fun with the head to head, but John, you got the weight of this potter. How do you feel? Is your shoulders getting tired from carrying this podcast? Sometimes. Cause, cause you're here and you're just ready to go every week. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we haven't gave out an <laughs> attendance award, but gosh, <laughs> man, I'm doing a bonus. We're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to make, we're going to print you up a nice little attendance. award. And real quick, if you're listening and you, um, I mean, obviously you can lie, but that makes you a coward. Yes. Put out your record, how you did on this against me. Put yeah. it, you know, send it to us in a message or comment on the picture that we put up for this episode. I'd love it. to hear how other people do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Drop it in the comments how many you did. And don't lie. Yeah. Or you are a coward. Ugh. All right. We're going to do a couple warm up. These first two are pretty easy. Okay. I just want to warm you up. I want to get your ears going. So the very first one we have, I'm going to play. These are all five second clips mm. of the song. You just have to tell me the fighter. I don't need to know the song, okay, name, cool. the artist, none of that. Just tell me which fighter walked out to it. Um, and yeah, we're going to go. You ready? Right, let's get for it. For your first one. Oops, oops. Mm, that's your eye of favor, baby. 
That's an easy one. Continue. Yeah. I, I knew you guys would both get that. I want to start easy. I don't know. Maybe Brandon might have thought something different. No, no. He would have got it. The next one. Another easy one. Warming it up. All right. All right. Here we go. Ain't no sunshine. Oh, that's the spider, baby. That's Anderson. Anderson, Anderson Silva. Best, DMX. Best entrance ever in UFC. I'll, I'll put that on that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. When that lights go out and you hear that. Yeah. I almost did the bass, but I didn't think that bass line. I was going to like really make it hard and do the bass line. Oh, he wouldn't have got it, but I 100% no, would Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All this right, is where, this is where it's going to start heating up a little bit, all right? I've already beat Brandon because I got two right. So. Here we go. Next one. Play it one more time for you. Man, it's like it's like I'm seeing it in my head, but I'm trying to. I know. As soon as I say it, you're gonna be so. I'm mad. trying to figure out whose face I'm seeing. Um, if you pull this out of left field, I'm gonna say that is. Gosh. <laughs> as soon as I say it, you're gonna be so mad. Is that Artem? Nope. That is Forrest Griffin. Oh. I'm shipping up to Boston by dropkick. Yeah, I could see that. Very, very cool. Oh, there you go. You think Brandon got that? Here's the next That's our next one. Sorry, I just went right into it. Didn't mean to play it. I'll play it one more time. This is right. Connor? Yeah. yeah. I, I know some people from New York have came out to differ. I know um, Connor McGregor. Frankie's came out to some Biggie stuff and a couple other guys. Hypnotized but. by Matori's B.I.G. Yeah, that one was that one's easy. But then he switched to that, like mixing in that Shanae O'Connor. The Shanae O'Connor, yeah. but he still goes yeah, into he hypnotize. Does. Yeah. Okay, this is gonna be another tough one for you. All right, you ready? Hmm. Is that one more time? Think about it. Hold on. See it. Is that the patty? No. Um, my other guess was going to be Shogun. Nope. Shogun was was a good guy. I think Shogun came out to sale. Um, like is it Vanderlei? Big, it's Vanderlei yeah. Silva with Sandstorm, baby. I was trying to remember the breakdowns of the because like the more recently, obviously, I've heard it from like Patty having that style. But yeah, my first thought was immediately Shogun, and then Vanderlei was my second. But yeah, that's okay. Next one, I got confidence. I, I think you're going to get these last three pretty easy. Okay. This is the next one. That's Frankie. Frankie Edgar, yeah. baby. Kicking in the door by B.I.G. That's probably like one of the most unassuming ones for me as far as who he is. Frankie? Yeah, yeah, to that song. Kicking in the door. I love that, though. See, some of these, like, it's tough with MMA, right? Because a lot of guys and girls, they change their song a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not either. And that's why I went with the people that consistently have stayed with the same one there's more we can do this again because i've got like another smaller list mm -hmm. um it wouldn't be as long as this one but there is a couple more that kind of come to mind um but once i found out that it was just gonna be <laughs> you yeah. i didn't want to throw the whole out we got 17 songs this is gonna be the easiest one for you Only thing that's on my mind is who's that's that boy jose jose Aldo. that's another one like when he was at like his peak as a champion when that dropped. I'll never forget when he came out to that for the first time. It was when he fought Mark Hominick, I think, in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the whole story of how he heard the song. As soon as he's like landed in Toronto, he was driving around and like that came on and he just felt like him. And like, dude, it just like goosebumps. Yeah. Even just thinking about that gives me like yeah. chills. Cause like, 
that fight, I mean, it was like the biggest crowd in UFC history. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Hominick's the hometown guy. And then here comes champ Jose Aldo. And you just hear the boom, boom. Yeah. That's one of them ones. Oh, it just gives me goose. Like, I'll, I like, that's one of the, like, Tito's got an entrance that I like randomly will go back and watch for like the goosebumps vibe. Like there's a couple guys, but that's one that I'll go back and watch mm-hmm. just cause like the whole, everything behind that was just like, Oh, I need that in my life as yeah. much as possible. That's another it. one of the ones that match up really well. Oh yeah. Last one. I think you'll get this, but it's going to be interesting. Daniel Cormier, right? Yeah. Let's go. I was afraid you were going to overthink it. Yeah. Your, your, the face, your look on your face is you were overthinking it for a minute. Well, I was seeing him walk out with like the towel on him and, you know, doing his little. Coming like, out to yeah. right above it by Little Wayne. You did, you only missed the forest uh, and Vanderlei. Yeah. But to be fair. Brandon never would have got that. No. Many. Well, and then like I had, I even had that in my list. So it's not like, I, like Forrest Griffin, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon um, wouldn't even have came close. No, so. I think you would have just completely owned him. He would have missed Frankie. Yeah, but you know what? He might have got Forrest. I, 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 ooh, would he have got him? I don't know. If we'll have to have him do it, but I, I don't know. I don't think he'll be honest. No, he's a liar and no. a cheater. Well, and he only listens to six songs. Yeah, so it's hard right. to tell. You're right. Well, there it is. That would have been way funner to have the head-to-head, but I still uh, wanted to do it. I still think it was fun. We'll do oh, it yeah. again. Like I said, there's there's about another list that I can do that I know for sure. I know there's there's going to be certain people who are probably going to say they went undefeated on that, and that's fine, <laughs> but you're probably lying. Probably lying. Let's hit the news. Going on the news. Mm, going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. The news. <laughs> Still just slaps every time. Such a slap. <laughs> well, uh, this is obviously the news, but where I'm, do we start? I'm gonna start this out. I don't even know. by saying, "Look who's in the paper." Yeah, because <laughs> you know, for us, when you get into the the perspective or whatever, and you look turn into the arrest papers, like, yeah. "Oh, dang, so and so's here." Dang, so and so got him. arrested. That person got arrested. Yeah. So let's start with uh, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, we start Wednesday there. night, he was arrested on charges of aggravated battery and criminal mischief. After a run-in Monday night where Colby Covington reports he was hit twice, resulting in a broken tooth, he also reported 15K damages to a watch. Mazaval has since made bail and pleaded not guilty. Um, the aggravated battery is a felony charge, I believe. Is he out? Yeah, he, he bailed out. He's posted out. bail. Yeah, okay. and he pleaded not guilty. So, What do you think about it? What are, you, what are your thoughts? <sighs> it's, it's weird, man. It's cowardly. I think... You know, man, I don't even know where to begin with this. I think if this is what you wanted the whole time, Masvidal, then you should have just saved us all 70 bucks and done this anyways if you were just going to do it a week after you got your ass kicked by him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this is what you always wanted, if you just wanted to hit him, then why'd you make us pay Mm -hmm. all that money to watch you just get your ass kicked in the cage like you know i mean there's no other nicer way i mean he got dominated in that mm-hmm. fight other than one punch right which was a very clean he dropped him good for him you could have saved us a lot if this is all you were going to do anyways and you get validation out of this other than beating him in a ufc fight mm-hmm. sanctioned fight in a cage should have just done this all the, all along yeah it well what makes it interesting and, and i think it dates back to talking about the stuff that happened with kane is the fighter community yeah. has very strong stance on I think it has a more stance on the fact that he reported it to the police. I think it's because people hate Colby. And I can respect. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I mean, he's annoying and it is. Like, but I know Habib made a really long statement, which will be interesting compared to how Brand- how we know Brandon feels sure. about the situation. Sure. Um, and, and, and I mean, 
a lot of fighters have spoke out about him pressing the charges or whatever. But yeah, you know, I mean, I agree. I, I think that, you know, he probably had frustrations that he only got the big one big punch. And I yeah. mean, that's on him. And you have a chance to fight the guy and you only land that one. Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell people how to feel about you know, what people say about you and how you deal yeah. with them. I don't have that right because sure. I don't know what I would do. If, if somebody was talking about your kid. Right. And, I, and I do, and I think most people, I mean, like I said, go back to Kane. I mean, that was a little bit more extreme right. in the sense of what the crime that was done or the uh, towards his kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, dude, you just lost to the guy two weeks ago. You couldn't get it done one-on-one standing in front of him in a cage where you had right. every right to do whatever you wanted to him legally. Instead, you had to run up behind him with, like, three other guys and hit him in the face. Like, I, I'm not a Colby guy. Yeah. So, I love Masvidal. Right. I, love, I mean, I could go on a 20-minute, you know, about how great I think Masvidal is for the sport, his mm-hmm. story, his journey. So much respect for the dude. This just isn't a great look. I understand he said something disrespectful about it, But then to go, like, get your boys and go wait outside of a restaurant where you know he's at. So, clearly, you have a way of finding him. Mm-hmm. So, you could have just done this way before. Yeah. Like I said, you could have saved us all the money. And, and there's <laughs> other there's other instances where it feels like, well, that was a little much. Like, the whole Connor and Habib thing with them jumping in the ring and trying to oh, yeah. fight Connor. Sure. That's in the same level to me because sure. your guy just beat him up. Yeah. You did that. And then, like, you talk about, like, the Diaz's with the Shields and um, who was it? Who did he fight? Mayhem? Miller? Miller. Yeah. yeah. Like you have instances where people just do a little much. I understand they're fighter. Like I said, yeah. I, I think they have a different a little bit of a different credo per se. Yeah. And uh it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah. Especially when you've had a chance to fight the guy. But like and I said, like, I can't tell you how I would react yeah, just, I, in that. Just but it just, you just don't like it in the sense of yeah. you know, you guys just fought. And you I mean you're you're probably going to be facing criminal charges unless yeah, somehow Colby real? backtracks from which he does like to say face. So I'll be interested to see <laughs> yeah. how that turns out. But I, I'm interested to see if he really has $15,000 worth of jewelry on him. Well, it was a Rolex. <laughs> yeah. Is it real though? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what he's reporting. 50 K damage uh, to a 20 K watch yeah, essentially type yeah. of thing. Well, whatever. So there's that. Yeah. It's just like I said, at, at the end of the day, I, I understand the frustration and, or I understand, you know, the disrespect on Colby's part and, everybody's kind of been waiting for that to happen. Like you talk, you're going to get, you have to face the repercussions, but mm-hmm. it's from a guy that is in his weight class. They just fought. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. It just, it just not a great look to yeah. me. Well, and you know, like growing up, you always see people who like fight and then the guy loses and then he fi- finds him the next time and they fight again. Yeah, and then that guy loses. Yeah. It's just silly. Or like, just, even if it's back and forth, like eventually somebody just has to get tired hey, of and it. And then like, even then, like you want to run up on him in the street, like, Hey, round two, we're going right now. Like, okay, maybe I could get behind that, but just a run. I mean, have you seen the video? Like he really just like, yeah, ran up behind him. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. It was a little, I didn't have great signal at work when I yeah, seen it on just, Twitter. I don't but. Know, just not a good look. Well, moving on, not to be outdone, Conor McGregor also <laughs> makes the news with his own arrest. On Tuesday, Conor was arrested in Dublin for a road traffic violation of dangerous driving. McGregor's team says he was on his way to the gym when he was stopped by police. He was taken in. He passed both drug and alcohol tests at the station. He was charged and released pending a court appearance. Speeding. Yeah. I feel like, a, I mean... He he seems like the guy who's probably in like the Bugatti just blowing past you, <laughs> <laughs> blowing past you like flicking a cigar into your car, <laughs> loser, and then just yeah. burning off. But I mean, obviously that's not nearly as bad as some of the other stuff he's done. Yeah, talking about very mild. I'll yeah. take it. So there's that. Um, I don't think he's he's in any like situation. He's probably just got to pay for a ticket. I would guess. Right. Um, and then we also have everyone's favorite uncle, Uncle Chael Chel Sonnen. 
He's looking at 11 charges or 11 charges on 11 counts of battery, including a felony strangulation. Stemming from his altercation last December, he originally received five battery citations that were dismissed in January without prejudice, which meant that the charges could be refiled. A new criminal complaint was filed uh, in March. ESPN has said he won't appear on their network as they explore the details of these serious charges. Six people are claiming to be attacked by Chell, including a woman who has claimed to be struck and pushed. The complainants are saying that Sonnen punched one guy, punched and kicked the second guy, punched the third guy in the face, kicking and kneeing the fourth guy, and striking the fifth guy with his elbow. No official details have been released. Wasn't this the incident where supposedly him and his somebody said something to his wife or something at a hotel? In yeah, Vegas? Th- they haven't put out the full details on how that playbook turned out, but that's what I had heard. And okay. I mean, once again, the MMA community was applauding him, like you know, you stood up. Yeah, for, right. That's what I kind of remembered from it. Um, which is funny because in that in that description, I don't know who got strangulated for that yeah. to, for that part, <clears> but yeah. you know. <laughs> You don't want to lie because, like, I don't know what I mean. You've seen people get in fights, and a girl jumps into it, and the guy kind of like pushes him away. Sure. So, you don't know if that's what happened because yeah. I feel like just like deck this girl. I mean, if it was in a Las Vegas hotel, there's security footage, yeah. so we'll see what comes out of that. But like, this, that's going to tell the tale. The funny thing I post, I seen is people just posting like he went John Wick on them guys. Like, can you imagine just seeing him do, 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 like just yeah. knee and elbow, like ending with the elbow yeah. and then just staring him down? But yeah. Yeah, it's to get all that in the same week is kind of crazy. Agreed. I mean, we we have usually you get like one arrest and it's like, oh yeah, we can talk about this crazy. Right. Now it's like I don't know which one's crazier. Uh, the last little bit I got for the news part, um, Nate Diaz asking for his release. Yep. Saying he has things to do. He's been asking for a fight for a while now on Twitter. Who knows how many fights he's turned down? Yeah, or, there's there's something to me. Poirier's been. Itching yeah. for it, like yeah, then, I don't then Diaz it. kept on saying, "Oh, they don't want to give it to you because they know you'll lose, or you know you're a scrub." It. Yeah, um, I know. Like I told you in a text, Yancey Madero, is that how you say that? Madero's, yeah. He's fighting on Bellator in Hawaii in a yeah, couple weeks. Yeah, that's all he wants to get on. It. He said he wants to get on that. Uh, I know he only has one fight left on his contract. Recently, Dana said that he wants to get him in, like an extension mm. to the UFC, but they're not booking him, and he's trying to do other. I don't know. It's all I mean, over. The Diaz's have been known to do this. Yeah, though. but there's some miscommunication either between them or we're not. We're definitely not getting the whole story. Is my yeah. impression. And, and maybe because of his number on his contract, like like as far as how much he gets paid, they don't want to just match him up with somebody yeah. too crazy. Or I don't know. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up before I get into the fight announcements is what you think on Patty Pimblett putting out that he made 12k to show, 12k to win. He did get the bonus, but I mean, this guy was. The driving force of the card. Yeah. I mean, the promo was all through him. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty disgusting. Uh, Aspinall's not much of a, a promo guy as far as, like, sure. cutting those. and. Oh, Patty was the star of that show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he even said it, like, you know, put me in a, a, a stadium and we'll sell that out, too. And you, you felt it on the intro. Sure. Like, it was his crowd. Yeah, well, he's got the whole country behind him, you know, so... There's that aspect of it as he was the show that night. He he was the main event in that building for those people. Um, I mean, even Arnold, Arnold Allen didn't get quite the reception. No. You know, um, who's a fighter too probably away from fighting for a title. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just gave this kid 12K. What if he would have lost? He's walking away from that fight with $12,000. Yep. Now, granted, luckily he got a $50,000 bonus. Right. Hopefully they hooked him up more on the back end, but... Um, he didn't mention it if they did. So I understand, man, you know, he's kind of like we talked about, he's already putting out like the same thing that O'Malley did. I'll keep fighting scrubs or I'll keep fighting these low 
level guys you want me to fight bigger opponents we need mm-hmm. a new contract and i don't, I don't blame him yeah so. and it, it makes it an interesting situation right because you know for him having all the hype you want to see him fight the tough guys to prove that he's that hype yeah and then on the other side you're like oh dang this dude's making you know twenty four thousand dollars yeah to me fights. that's like first you that's that should be like a guy like debut first fight on the card like yeah. that's that type and, of money. you know and he did go from undercard to you know this big card which you know, Not really. I mean, if this doesn't in London, do you think he's the third yeah, fight on the card? Hundred percent. I don't know, man. He, he wasn't percent. fighting a good. Uh, he wasn't massive. fighting a known guy, though. Dude, he is massive. He is, but I'm just. I, I think he's if got he's, literally a whole country behind. No, him. but if this happens in Texas, that doesn't matter. Yes, it it doesn't. Uh, I don't know about that. It, he would. He is. I do think he's huge. He's a star. But as far as in the in the ranks of the UFC, he's not. Yeah. He's he, not a third fight on the main card. I would say he's surpre- He's even like your casuals would know him. Like, he's not just like your hardcores. Like, he, I think he's bigger than Sean O'Malley at this point. Well, yeah, because like I, I keep saying, he's got a, literally an entire yeah. country. You know, O'Malley, O'Malley has a lot of support, but there's also a bigger sample size where a lot of people still don't fully believe in O'Malley. Right, because he has a lot, well, a quote-unquote Right, right. And a, a loss where a lot of people think he loses by takedowns and he wasn't even taking, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, yeah. I just think it's interesting because, like I said, as this moves up, like now that you've put him on the main card, right, can, are you are you still going to keep putting him on the main cards against guys that aren't good or yeah. aren't, like, you know, a one-and-two guy? Like how, often, how long are you going to get people to pay for that? Yeah. So... All right, well, moving into the fighting announcements, we got some good ones here. Um, PFL announcing their new season, kicking off with Clay Collard and Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, Lil Heaven. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see him over there. Another UFC fighter going other way or otherwise, Jimmy Rivera signing with Bare Knuckle, targeting a May debut. Nice. He'd be interesting in that. Um, we got Ryan Spann and Kutalabe reboot or rebooking their fight for May fourteenth. I know that's a yep. Ryan Spann was somebody who was building up good and Kutalabe obviously had those fights with uh Uncle of Uncleyev. Uncleyev, yep. Um big middleweight title implications coming up as UFC announcing Alex Pereira will fight Sean Strickland at UFC 277 Ooh, in wee. July. That's called the fast track, baby. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> fastest track. They are 1000% praying that he beats Sean Strickland oh, yeah. and he is going to fight Israel Adesanya next. this year. That's this that is 100% what that fight is set up for. And because Sean Strickland's there, you know, right. he's probably a guy that could get a title shot with one more win. And you don't give him a guy like Sean Strickland if you don't want that fight. Right. I think and and Sean Strickland probably they probably see that as a winnable fight for Pajeda. Um I've heard Dana talking a lot about him in interviews. Mm-hmm. I think it was either the Logan Paul or something else that he's done recently. And somebody asked him about all the stars in the UFC right now, the young stars. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, Patty and O'Malley. And he was like, yeah, but I'm telling you this, Alex Pereira kid, man, he's, you know, there, he wants, Dana yeah. wants the Izzy. I mean, Alex more Pereira. than Hamza. Hamza had to do more fights to get yep. to this point. Yeah. No, I think this is a hundred percent. You're putting him against a guy, a veteran like Strickland, who's right there. It's he's a fast beat track. all the tough guys yep. he's fought. Yeah, he's jumping the line for sure. And they, it gets and it gets interesting too. Because but I said it too last week. I don't want to see him fight anybody else. Let's just get him straight to Izzy because this is a fun fight. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Well, and you, like you said too last week, because if he runs into the wrong matchup, he falls right back down the ladder, yep. and now it becomes way harder to Strickland's do. Strickland's not a pushover. No. he's going to challenge him. It's going to be a good I mean, fight. People don't put him out. Yeah, it's um, going to be a good fight. And lastly, with equally 
chance of title implications. The UFC setting up Jan Blahovich and Alexander Rakic for May 14th yeah. as well, which is the Ryan Spann Kutalabe fight yeah. as well. So glad we're still getting that one because that's yeah. a good fight too. No, that's that's the one we wanted for Columbus, but now that we're getting it, I mean, if Jan wins, that's a really big one for him. Yeah, um, to get back into that title shot for so. sure. I agree. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, song of the week, you got it. Song of the week, I'm going "Wanna Be a Baller" by Little Troy. Yeah. Twenty inch blades. Ooh. Little love to Curtis just, Blades. Just for man. the Curtis Blades. Love. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, what is your one for the people? My one for the people is uh, man. I'm excited for Moon Knight. So mm. get ready for that. Watch the trailers if you haven't. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I got to watch the new season. You see, there's a new season of Top Boy. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah, I need to get on that. I need to finish Vikings, too. I've kind of been dragging my feet. We watched uh, Bad Vegan. Oh, me and Jordan watched that. Whoa. Crazy. That is not what I thought that was going to be at yeah. all. Like, I almost no. didn't watch it, and I'm so glad I did. Like, Those phone calls. Crazy. Cra yeah. I just... Ah, I could go. We'll, we'll yeah. extend this another 15 minutes. <laughs> We appreciate you guys listening. Like we said, each and every week, don't forget this Wednesday, two days after you're listening. Well, this comes out. You might be listening to us on Tuesday. I don't know. Matt talk with Daniel dad bod head. Mm -hmm. Come back and check it out. People. Yes, sir. We'll see you Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Peace.